In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So usually, when we celebrate the end of the year, the calendar year, in December, there's people are off from school, everybody's excited, there's gifts, there's Christmas carols, there's New Year's and Christmas events and parties. It's a very exciting year, a part of the year. It's, it's exciting, everybody's off, and people do trips. It's a very enjoyable time. And you're kind of preparing for the new year. The end of the Coptic year, the liturgical year, is a little bit different. It has a little bit of a different vibe. As you've been noticing, the readings this past week, this week, and next week is all about the end, the end of the world. And if you kind of read the Gospels, and it's the focus is the end of time, the end of the world. But in it, it's not only speaking about the end of the world, but the end of our own personal world our life, the end of our life. And so this, this, these Gospels and these readings are not here to scare us. They're not. And that's not why Christ spoke to his disciples and the people around at that time. He wasn't doing this to scare anyone. His goal or the objective was to keep us aware. Keep us aware. If you notice... The last word of today's gospel. And the fathers of the church that divide the readings of the gospels, they're very specific. They ended with the word watch. Because they know that the gospel is being sung and it's going to be elongated. And so this part here, it's a reminder to watch. Be prepared because the end is coming. Not the, that, that the end is coming Here's the date, here's when we should be prepared for it. No, but to remind us that there is an end. To remind us that there is an end and that we don't know when it's going to be. Because it's different to think about the end of the world versus the end of my world. Because we're not guaranteed any day. And I know this sounds very uh, dark and no one wanted to come here on a Sunday morning and hear all this uh, end of the world talk. But it's important for us because it's not about just the end, but it's also about the beginning. What are we preparing for? Because we don't believe in our church that the end is the end. But in, in fact, the end is just a path to a new beginning, the beginning that we were promised early on. So the first thing I want to talk about is that there is an end. And I feel like when we know that there is an end, there's a difference in mentality. We, we, we notice this, for example, in work. If you know that, like leading up to a long weekend, a holiday weekend, you kind of just, you're excited and are trying to finish up as much as you can or any deadlines or any whatever to get to that point. 
You're preparing yourself. Same thing when it's, uh, when it's the end of the school year. You're just trying to, you're, you're going through it, you're studying for finals, you're trying to get through because there's a deadline, there's the end. Knowing that there's a deadline, knowing that there's an end, should keep our mindset in the, in the focus and saying like, we need to be prepared. We, know, we, we need to know, we need to be prepared for the end. The issue happens is that we don't have an exact date. We don't have, we don't know when that end is. So in that case, there has to be a constant preparation. Our Lord tells us about the end from the very beginning. One of his first words, he says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. This is his first entry into the mission, his ministry. And so the, the way that the, the, the church is established, the way that our faith is established is to us not just focusing on the moment. Because sometimes we get this mentality that we're living forever. And that's very dangerous. We're, it's very, very dangerous to have this thought that there is no end. Because we see, we see in the world we live, we know, fam we know people in our families and our friends and that they go suddenly. So we always need to remember that there's an end. The second thing is there is urgency. Going back to that word watch, there's urgency. Our faith requires urgency. We can't be lax in our, in our faith. St. Augustine says, God has promised forgiveness to your repentance, but he has not promised tomorrow for your procrastination. He promised forgiveness, but he didn't promise tomorrow. And so, this is very interesting. Meaning that whatever we do, whatever, whenever we fall short, we can ask God for forgiveness. We have the gift of repentance. We have the gift of confession. It's a gift. Whether we use it or not, it's a gift. But we don't have the gift of tomorrow. And that's very interesting. Because God who loves us, God who loves us, and God who's always preparing us and, and guiding us in the right direction. And he can give us anything. He didn't give us the promise of tomorrow. Meaning that he always wants us to be prepared. And that he will take us at the time that he chooses. And we know that he knows what's best. But that must put inside of us a sense of urgency. We need to be urgent. We need to have that sense of urgency. We need to know, we need to always be prepared. A person who's always prepared in school doesn't care if there's a pop quiz or not. Doesn't. Actually, bring it on. Like, I'm prepared, I'm, I'm ready. At any point, I'm okay. The issue is when there's a lack of preparation. And in our spiritual life, what does the lack of preparation mean? The lack of preparation or the lack of urgency means that 
we leave our relationship with God, we don't prioritize it. It's not the first thing on our list. It's, it's on the list. I come to church. I don't do anything really, really bad. But that's not what urgency is about. Urgency is about continuing and always like, like not wasting any time because we don't know how much time we have. St. John Chrysostom says, let us live as each moment is our last. The time we spend here is short and the consequences of our actions are eternal. The consequences of our actions are eternal in either direction, in either direction. Like we live in a society, if we do something wrong, we break the law, we have consequences. But the consequences are never eternal. You do something wrong, you break the law, you get sentenced to whatever, whatever the sentence is, a certain amount of years. Even if it goes all the way to life, it's not eternal. It's not eternal. But our consequences have eternal uh, uh, consequences. Like our consequences have uh, a direction either towards heaven or not. So the idea is to keep that sense of urgency. Now, what does that mean? That means to like prioritize God in every sense of the word. In our prayer life, do we prioritize God? Do we prioritize God over our sleep? To wake up early. In the church, in our church here, we keep making the liturgy later and later and later, and people have just adjusted and have been coming later and later and later. And so it's not a matter of the liturgy time. It's a matter of what is the most important aspect of your life? What do you prioritize? Also, in our Bible reading, do we, prior, do we have urgency in our reading? Or do we say when we get to it? We'll get there when we get there. There will be a time where we'll, we'll, I'll read, I'll read when I'm really, when, I'm, when I don't have anything to do. It's never going to happen. That time will never happen. Or I'll do good for people. I'll ask about people. I'll show acts of love. Later. Later is the scariest word. Later is a word that the devil uses. What does he do? He messes with us. He, he doesn't ever tell us, don't go to church. He just says, go to church next week. It's Labor Day weekend. Just take the week off. Go next week. Next week comes around. It's okay. It's, it's the first weekend of football. Like, let's just take a break. And we, we have to, the devil is not going to tell you, don't go to church. Don't read your Bible. Because he knows we're stubborn and we'll fight back. Once anybody says no, we say no. Yes, of course. That's, that's why the, the, the reverse psychology works so well. He knows we're stubborn. So he's going to work with our stubbornness. He says, no, you know what? Church is very important. Praying is really important. It is really, really important. 
Just don't do it now. You're tired. You had a long day. And so it's a psychological uh, war. But what does the urgency lead to? It leads to what do we value? What do we value? So the first thing is realizing that there's an end. We're not immortal on this world, in this world. That's why God, God became man to teach us that. He took on our nature. He was, his body was limited just like us. His body was limited just like us. Humanity, our nature is limited. And he wanted to show us how limited we are. But then he wanted to show us also that in him, there is no limit. That he could defeat death and, and, and rise. And the second thing is urgency. Never, ever, ever feel like you have all the time in the world. The third thing is what do you value? What do we value? And in, and in, in our life, we value many things. We value family. We value friends. We value money. We value possessions. We value our careers, we value our education, we value, we value everything. But ultimately, how do we show value to these things? We show value, for example, to family by spending time with them. We show value to our friends by hanging out, by going the extra step for, to them. We show value for our, our love for money or the, the, our possessions by working more and more and more and investing and all this stuff. How do we show value to God? How do we show value to the church? The first thing we have to realize is a, a certain reverence for the church. You can tell who shows value depending on what time they come? It's as simple as that. If I don't value my job, I'm not going to be punctual. If I don't value my, my friends, my family, I'm not gonna, they're gonna tell me, meet me at this time? Doesn't matter. This movie starts at this time. If I don't value the movie, I don't care for it, I won't go. The, the, the basketball games, you can really tell with the basketball games. The players who value the team, the, the, the game, will be there an hour, an hour and a half early. The people who don't care as much will just stroll in whenever. First quarter, uh, like first half, second half, doesn't matter. Because the value isn't equal. So how do we value God? The first thing is our timing. Our timing. The second thing is how we dress. You can really tell how you value something by how you dress. When we go for an interview, no one's walking in with a hoodie and shorts, ripped jeans. Like people are walking in dressed Nicely. You're meeting someone very important. You're meeting someone very important. You're going to dress nicely. 
Very nice. Now, I don't like to talk about what's appropriate, what's not, what does it mean to dress nicely, because we all know it. And we value certain days when we come to church for the feast. Like, it's, it's a fashion show. Everybody is, you know, dressed to the, to the top. And we take that to an extreme as well. But the idea is, how do we dress influences or shows God what we care about? The next thing is, with valuing, is how do you show God your value? The, first, the most important thing is, how, what do you sacrifice? What do you give? Do you give your time to God? That's how you show value. Just like we said, when, when, a, when somebody spends time with family, that family feels that they are being valued. When you spend time studying, you are valuing your education, you're valuing this class, you're value, valuing your grades. How do you spend time with God? How do you spend time with God? Do we spend time with God? Also, do we tithe? Do we offer our time? Do we offer our money? I think there's a misconception when it comes to tithing that tithing is a financial decision. Tithing is not a financial decision. It's not. You don't have to talk to your accountant about tithing. Tithing is a spiritual decision. It's a spiritual act. Tithing or ashur, right? When we, when, we, when we give God money. It's not that God needs our money or God needs our time. It's we show our value to God by what we do. Again, just like the clothing, it's not a matter of how much. It's not. There's no like, the Bible gives us, sets the idea of 10%. But no one is sitting there with a calculator. But it's a matter about who we are and how we value God, that are we offering to God? To the point where I would say, is these are types of con uh, things that need to be confessed. If I'm not praying, I need to confess that. Sometimes we think of confession as all the bad things I've done. No. If I'm not spending time with God, if I'm not coming to church early, if I'm not offering my tithing. These are things to confess about. These are things to work on. So as we remember that the end is always near, the end is always near, we have to always think about how do we prepare ourselves and how we can show value to God and glory be to God forever. Amen.